Hello, Mama. Welcome to Reaching Abundance. I'm so honored to have you back with me this week. I'm on a mission to bring forward conversations around where motherhood, money, and mindset intersect because experiencing abundance isn't just about being successful with money. It's about processing emotions healthily, ensuring our children grow up with the skills they need to be successful in their own lives, maintaining healthy relationships with our spouses and our friends, having routines and systems in place that support the lifestyle we want, and enjoying this life we're living. And all of that affects and is affected by our finances. I want to change the negative assumptions and rhetoric together as we share our financial journeys, what went right and what went wrong, money decisions we've made in pursuit of fulfillment, and the things we've learned about ourselves along the way. Money management can be fun and exciting, and the financial journey can be a beautiful self-discovery process we enjoy with our families and each other. We as mothers have so much influence on how efficiently the household is run, the power to transform the energy and mood of everyone in the home, and control over our actions as a piece of the puzzle. So today, you're invited to sit in on a conversation I had with Tabitha C. of The Mama Matters. She helps moms do less with more love and joy via her online courses and through productivity and alignment coaching for moms. She's an Alaskan mama with two littles who traded chaos for a simple, intentional motherhood and now helps other moms like us do the same. I'm all about prioritizing the to-dos, simplification in every area of life, and reducing overwhelm so that we can have more peace, be more present, and access the abundance that was meant for us. So, let's dive in. Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. I'm so excited to welcome to the show today, Tabitha from The Mama Matters. She is focused on helping moms do less with more love and joy. I love that, Tabitha. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you today. You got my attention right away. We were in an online group together going through Knowledge Business Blueprint together. And there's just a great group of moms in there, but I think a few of us connected beyond that. And so I've kind of followed your whole blog journey and we've talked occasionally just about where we align with motherhood. And I think the productivity stuff really attracts me. I've been kind of a planner nerd my whole life, and I just love what you have to share. So you have some interesting events that have happened this week. So let's start with that. (laughs) Yeah. So two days ago from this recording, I ended up being laid off from my part-time job. I was anticipating being laid off at the end of the year, but that morning I had a meeting with HR and they were like, you can either have your official termination date be the end of October and we'll offer you a severance or you may work through the end of the year. And so it was kind of like, get paid to not work or (laughs) have to work slash have to pay for childcare. I literally would have been paying to work at that point. Mm -hmm. So it, it was fair. It was just more abrupt than I anticipated. And I'm still kind of digesting it. I had worked for this company for nine years. Mm -hmm. So I originally worked full-time 
And my husband and I originally, we didn't even plan on having kids. And then I'd always thought I'd be a full-time career mom. Yes. And so when we had our son, I was like, holy cow, I don't want to go back to work. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like that completely shocked me. I had no idea (laughs) that was inside of me and we hadn't made alternative plans so I did work full-time for a couple of years, but when I got pregnant with our daughter, I was like, I cannot go back full-time again. Not only would I not have that time with both of my kids, but mm-hmm. they would be in separate classes. So they wouldn't even have that time together. Mm-hmm. And just to the mere thought of that broke my heart. So we planned accordingly and I went down to part-time, but I still needed to work 16 hours a week for health insurance benefits. Yeah. And so our daughter is two and a half now, and I've been doing this job for the last couple of years in the part-time capacity. And I've had a side hustle, I guess, if you will. Um, Yes. I started my blog when I got pregnant with our son. I just felt so baffled and inspired by like the miracle of growing a human inside your body. And I just, (laughs) I was so into it. Like I had the app that I would check pretty much on the daily, like what's the baby's development. And I just loved that I was all of a sudden part of this really cool club of Mm -hmm. moms. I had no idea that was a thing, but I was super into it. Obviously I still am. So I was just blogging basically kind of dear diary, talking about my experience and, and slowly over time, when I cut back to part-time from my full-time career, I stepped it up a little more with the blog. If you're not familiar blogging, like you think it's just writing and hitting post. That is the least of the work. It is a ton <laughs> of work if you want to actually like make money doing it. Right. And so I kind of dabbled in that. And then you mentioned KBB, the knowledge business blueprint. And then so I sort of explored the idea of masterminds and courses. And but again, my son is five. So I've been dabbling for about five years or four years and then maybe a year and a half or so of like really putting some effort in. Mm-hmm. So it's evolved to the point where now that I no longer have a part-time job, I can actually get into coaching, which is something I've always wanted to do because I love that connection and the deep relationship and the meaningful conversations that you can have one-on-one are so special versus just trying to create a generic course or product. Mm -hmm. And before I could have swapped childcare with a girlfriend for a day, but then working outside the home for two days, being away from my kids for three days, like selfishly, that was too much. I like them to get out and it's so good for them to have other stimulation, constructive environment. But now I feel totally good having Mm -hmm. them swapping childcare with a girlfriend one or two days a week and having those days to fully focus on my client. Cause I was just like, well, I think I'm going to have to wait till my kids go. They're both in school. And then I can have the time to dedicate right. because even when they're napping, you just never know when they're going to wake up. And I might do a little bit of that, but I really want to give someone 100% my full attention. And so that's my most recent news and how it's been an ever evolving process. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let you know that I appreciate you sharing that because this year has been insane, right? There's COVID, Mm. 2020 has been crazy. And so I know you're not the only mom who's gotten news like this this year. You know, some moms might've gotten this news in March and they've been kind of in limbo this whole time. And maybe some didn't necessarily have a direction already started like you did with the blog and all that. Mm -hmm. Whether a mom is working full-time or part-time or not, or wants to, I think either way, your message is wonderful because all moms have a tendency to immerse themselves so deeply in motherhood that there's a chance we kind of forget who we are or who we were before kids and have to find yourself again. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very normal part of the motherhood journey. And I know that a lot of your material has to do with that. So tell me what you're all about now with your coaching and Mm -hmm. your blog and what direction are you going in? And, you know, just share with us 
how this has evolved. Because I think it's it's really a beautiful thing what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, I feel so passionate about it because I did really lose myself in motherhood at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And just like so many of us do, it, you know, it's funny having your second child, you feel like, well, she sleeps a lot. Why was newborn life so hard? <laughs> but when you go through it for the first time, like one of my thoughts I remember having frequently is like, how come no one ever tells you that changing diapers is like so hard? It's like constant. I'm changing diapers at night and just all day. Like, am I just a wuss? Why did no one tell me that like changing diapers is the hardest part of motherhood? (laughs) You know, it's around the clock that you need to be on top of that. (laughs) And it just felt that way. I felt like there were a lot of things that nobody told me. Yes. And I feel like societally it is defined that a good mom gives everything to her family. Mm -hmm. But that also means then that there's nothing left for herself. Mm -hmm. And so we have this perspective that if we take any time for ourselves, that's time we could be giving to someone else and we're being selfish and, and we're not a good mom when we're selfish. It is a major shift, but I just love the expression that if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Yes. So if mama is giving everything to everyone, she feels burnt out, resentful, snapping at her kids, yelling at her husband, like mm-hmm. she did what she was supposed to and gave everyone everything. But then she has... Did all the laundry, yes. had the dinner on the table on yes. time, did all the things. Well, then she's moody and irritable and she you feel even more guilty because Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm supposed to be enjoying this. Mm -hmm. And then you don't want your kids like, what are they going to remember about their childhood? Having a happy mom or having a floor that never had crumbs on it? Right. And we just put these extreme expectations on ourselves that we get through our, maybe our family, but society. And when we can really step back Mm -hmm. and really think about it, that's the other thing when we're in the trenches, It's so crazy to think what is not having time to think. It's such a thing. Like thinking really takes Mm -hmm. focus and space and effort. And you have like none of that left at the end of the day for yourself if you don't make it a priority. And so I'm all about teaching moms how to make themselves a priority, not instead of their families, but in addition to their families so that they can be a better version of themselves. So they start the day calmer so that Mm -hmm. they are a happier person throughout the day so that they don't feel resentful so that if they have 15 minutes, they can sit on the ground and play with their babies instead of feeling like they should be in the kitchen starting dinner and just really knowing exactly what they want Mm -hmm. as they define it for themselves. And then really shifting expectations so that we aren't Mm -hmm. struggling with trying to be perfect or worrying about things that we can't control. There's just so much mental chatter that we allow to go on and so much negativity, negative self-talk, self-doubt, worrying about what others are doing, comparison trap, mom guilt, worried about what others think about what you're doing, judgments. And it's just like, if we think about all of those things, there's no space to really hear your baby giggling and how sweet and precious those deep belly laughs are or notice that they've got an extra tooth coming in and all of these things. And I really want to help moms make that shift to really define success, what a successful day, what a successful motherhood, what a successful life Mm -hmm. looks like for them. Mm -hmm. And then give them tools for how they can be happier along the journey, how they can be productive with what's important. And that's kind of where the do less comes in because if you can prioritize what's important, you don't have to do everything on your list. Then you're busy if you're doing everything, even if it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You do what matters with love and then you feel more joyful. And then that makes you feel more fulfilled. And it's just this virtuous cycle where everything feels better. Exactly. I mean, as you're talking, I'm like nodding my head because (laughs) I felt every single one of those. (laughs) And it sounds like our kids are similar in age. There's definitely a time where you have Mm -hmm. a two-year-old and a newborn and you feel like a crazy person. You feel... (laughs) 
like you have lost your mind. (laughs) And there's definitely a point where you need quiet space and time Mm -hmm. away just to think because when Mm -hmm. so much is going on around you and you're so focused on everyone's needs, you definitely forget about yourself, but you also don't have enough brain space to dream, to wish, to Mm. even plan the week ahead, to make it be abundant or joyous or Mm -hmm. connect on purpose with your spouse and with your kids. And Mm -hmm. all of those pieces are so important. And that aligns very similarly with my perspective on financial abundance. I feel like you need all the pieces. Mm -hmm. You need the health, the nutrition, the family, the household, like all of these facets of life fit together like a puzzle. And if a piece of the puzzle is missing, you're not fulfilled. There's something missing. And that's where I really try to focus on all the different pieces. Maybe not all at once, right? That's impossible. Right. But to have specific time each day, each week to focus on each different facet. Mm -hmm. That pulls me into, both of us are entrepreneurs now, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, full-time in (laughs) fact. Full-time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And not all moms are, but when you're creating something, maybe it's your hobby, maybe it is your business. It's so important to create something that's in alignment with what you really see as your values, as your truth, as a piece of the woman you want to become. And I think that's lost sometimes. We just are doing, we're just Mm -hmm. trying to get everybody to where they need to go on time, trying to make something decent for dinner. And there are moments where life really does seem pretty spastic. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about why creating a business in alignment with those values is so important. And I think maybe the most important piece is what you hope your children are learning and seeing from you Mm -hmm. along your journey. Absolutely. So it is so hard sometimes when we're in it to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Like who has time to think about their life's purpose? Right now, my purpose (laughs) is to put those chicken nuggets in the microwave, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All the kids are screaming that they're starving to death, even though they're currently eating a snack. I'm not sure how that works. Um, So... So actually my signature course is called Aligned as a Mother. So alignment is like a huge thing and my business is no different. And especially when you're an entrepreneur, I truly believe that your business is an extension of yourself. Mm -hmm. For me, becoming a mom and an entrepreneur is really like a new perspective and a new opportunity to learn more about myself mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So any limiting beliefs that I have as an individual, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, those just come out in new ways. It's a reflection of me and for me to get the joy and meaning out of it. That's mm-hmm. what I need to do it in my own way. And what is a little bit ironic is that one of my big shifts in motherhood was when I learned to look inside myself mm-hmm. instead of outside of myself for the answers. Like I, you can do all the research and be well-informed. That is a good thing. But ultimately you need to look within yourself and feel mm-hmm. what feels right for you because what is right for someone else may not be right for you. And it's so tempting to look at someone else and be like, well, she looks like she's got it together. I'm going to do what she's doing. But half the time, is she just making it look like it works for her or it works for her? Great. But that's not what's going to work for you. You need to figure out what works for yourself. Right. And maybe you caught her on a good day. Right. Yes. (laughs) There's some times where I can really look like I've got it together and other times where I really don't. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think that's all of us. And it's so easy to take a snapshot of someone else's life or see a snapshot on Instagram that, you know, has a filter on it and all of those things and assume that's their life all the time, which of course it's not. It's not anyone's, I promise you. Yes. (laughs) Which I have to remind myself of as well. All the time. What's been interesting is having that shift in my entrepreneurial journey is I had always Mm. looked for the expert and wanted someone to tell me the best way to do things, but 
I am a unique person. I attract a unique audience. People are drawn to me who aren't drawn to you. And maybe some of those people we have in common, but not necessarily. And so it really needs to become less of the looking at what someone else is doing and what worked for them. And yes, it worked for them. So they want to sell you the method on how it worked for them and it'll work for you too. But after trying this repeatedly... It doesn't necessarily work for you. And it's good to learn and have new stimulation. But it also, that second piece is such a huge key. Shifting internally, reflecting, feeling what is a good fit for you or not, and really listening to that and following your intuition in motherhood and in business. And it's a big shift, but it's also so exciting because it feels like things start to fall into place, even if there's not a logical way to explain it. It's just how it all comes together. I agree. I've experienced that as well. There was a period where I was just buying courses, that information gathering phase, I guess, where I felt like I don't know how to do X, Y, Z and P and Q. So I need to learn them all. And After a while, I caught myself. I'm like, okay, honey, you're not allowed to buy another dang online course until you implement everything that you have learned because I'll still have lists of stuff that I need to do, in quotes, need to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm not getting to them, but yet I still feel like I need to learn more. So I don't know if that's imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome or second guessing yourself or I, I can't quite pinpoint it. Because when I dig deep and question, okay, do you really feel like you need more education on this subject? My answer is no, but yet I want to buy that next course. So Mm -hmm. I've had to work through that with myself as far as the entrepreneur thing goes. May I be honest? Uh Uh-huh, sure. So I struggle with the same thing. So that's why I feel like I can say this, but I think a huge piece (laughs) of it is procrastination. Mm. Because then if we're learning, we feel like we're spending our time on valuable activities and we feel like it's a good use of our time and we feel like we're doing the right thing, but then we don't actually have to do the thing. And what we get by not doing the thing is we don't have to know if it's going to fail or not. And so some of it is sometimes like a fear of failure, procrastination loop. Again, the only way you can learn what's going to work for you and what's not is by doing and putting it out there. And so that is a big shift as well. That is, that is huge. And as far as motherhood, I definitely think that applies because there are so many things, especially in the early baby days and toddler days that I feel like moms know what certain pitch of cry or noise means what. And the kid can be in the other room and I know exactly what happened and exactly what Mm -hmm. they have in their hand. And, you know, I could just tell you this story and my husband will be like, Mm -hmm. how did Mm -hmm. you know that? Or how did you, (laughs) where did you get this? And it's just some crazy intuition. And that's a perfect example of looking inside yourself. I mean, you could read all the baby books you want, but that doesn't necessarily make you a good or bad mom. You have to really do what works for you, trust your Mm -hmm. intuition, look inside yourself, all of those things. So I love that you touched on that for entrepreneurs and for moms. I feel like that's just perfect. Hey mama, this episode is brought to you by Cozy, a shared calendar and scheduling app that my family uses to keep track of shopping lists and our family's crazy busy schedule. We got into Cozy because it's totally free, and we were looking for something to help us manage the chaos. To download the app for free, click the link in the show notes. For over six months now, Cozy has helped us simplify our lives, which is why I can't wait for you to try it. So we both talked about how we love personal growth. Mm -hmm. What is something that you're doing right now to grow personally? Is there any recommendation that you have for moms for personal growth? I am always listening to an audiobook. Like I feel like that is something that adds inspiration, motivation, new ideas, and especially going into this world where people aren't getting out as much with all of the COVID concerns. And now that I don't have Mm -hmm. a day job to go to at all, (laughs) (laughs) 
I need some sort of, it's like a really good conversation, but you just hop in and you're getting the meat of it and it's new ideas. And even Mm -hmm. a simple idea can really have a tremendous shift. Yeah. And so I'm always, always listening to an audiobook. And the other thing that I like is as a mom, I feel like if I try to find time to read, it almost never happens. And if it does, I just fall asleep. <laughs> Audiobooks <laughs> are like the key for me. I can listen to them while I'm driving. I can listen to them while I'm on a walk with my kids. I can listen to them while I'm cleaning the kitchen at night. Mm-hmm. And it just adds a little bit of inspiration and motivation to my day. I really, really love audiobooks. There you go. And is there a particular one that you love that you want to share? Sure. I recently read Kate Northrup's Do Less. Oh yeah. I love it. I don't know. Have you read it? I haven't read that one yet. Okay. I have like a massive list. I've, yes. That's another thing. I promised myself I'm not allowed to buy any new books. <laughs> Until I read all the ones I have. Yep, I, I feel yeah, Yeah, I struggle with that same thing. So I let myself put it on a list. I, my wish list is crazy long. Exactly. But her book is one of the first personal growth slash productivity books that I've seen that is specifically for moms. There you go. And that was actually how I kind of got into this niche because I'm like, I love personal growth and personal development. I have an undergraduate in psychology actually, and I've always been fascinated by how people think, how they tick, how to change behavior. And I wanted to translate that to how it's relevant to mom life. Yes. Kate does an amazing job and she talks about a woman's cycle and about how that's different, how men cycle on 24 hour days and women cycle on approximately 28 days. And then we have four phases and Mm -hmm. she likens the phases to seasons. So the beginning of your cycle is your winter season, which I think we can all relate to. Like, (laughs) give me a pint of ice cream and I'm watching Netflix. That is when we have the lowest energy, our body is doing a lot of work. It needs our energy for other things. And looking at this framework really gives us permission to let ourselves rest kind of like a slingshot so that when we rest, we store that energy and we go even Mm -hmm. further faster. The next phase is our spring phase. This is maybe where we can plan our energy is starting to come back. We're feeling excited about the projects or things we want to do. And then the third phase is summer. We feel social. We want to interact with other people. We've got all the energy. We want to do all the things. And then fall is when we're trying to button things up, get the house buttoned up for winter, like finish those projects. And we're not making plans. We're not out there socializing. We're starting to wind down. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has been just a huge shift for me personally. And now that's part of what I teach other moms as well. That permission to follow your energy and do what's fun at the time. Like if a nap Mm -hmm. sounds fun today, that means you need rest. And something that sounds miserable today might sound fun tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So why force yourself to do the thing today when you you just want to nap today and, you know, maybe you'll have the energy tomorrow and enjoy the project. Right. Just to lean into that natural level that you're feeling because 100%, Mm -hmm. there are days and weeks where I feel energetic and I'm full of ideas and I want to, you know, we can't go now, but go to a social event. I can just kind of tell and I can feel that. And then there's times where I just want to like come and sit here and just Mm -hmm. knock some things out. I don't want to talk to anybody. Do not call me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I can definitely feel those shifts. And I did hear about that. So maybe I heard Kate on a podcast interview or something. I don't know. And then of course I did take your free masterclass. So that was lovely. And you did touch on it in there. Yes. So for all the moms listening, I want to go ahead and recommend your masterclass that you offer because it was very insightful. It was very unique and formatted with tons of good advice and very helpful. I think you talked about doing more without creating another list, which that spoke to me because I have a million Mm -hmm. lists everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think learning to listen to ourselves is something that we try to teach to our kids when they're little. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure what happens somewhere between our teenage years and our twenties. We just lose that. Mm. I guess are so focused on achieving and growing and getting a career and getting married or whatever the goals are at those ages that 
we stop listening inward and we start looking outward and then mm-hmm. motherhood happens and we feel completely lost, right? <laughs> We're just a milk machine. Right. And then maybe by the time the kids are five or so, you're coming out of it and you're starting to go, wait, 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 who am I? What do I want in life? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? And we start to kind of feel that mm-hmm. drive again. So each of mm-hmm. us has come so far from probably what we've learned as kids Can you remember back to some of those lessons about money or about entrepreneurship? Like what were the examples that you had as a kid and what have you brought forward? And then what have you shifted? Mm -hmm. So I was raised in a super frugal household. Mm -hmm. My dad was a commercial fisherman when I was young and we lived in a trailer it felt like we never knew, you know, commercial fishing here in Alaska, like you could have a $20,000 a year, or you could have a $200,000 a year. So even if you had a good year, never felt like you did because your lifestyle didn't change because you had to put that away for next year in case that was a $20,000 a year. So I loved learning about the value of hard work right? and how to manage money and how to be frugal, how to live within my means. I think there were a lot of really good lessons, but there's also something to be said for comfort and enjoyment. Even meeting my husband and he enjoys nice things. And I'm like, but isn't that shallow? And he's like, no, because I'm not doing it to impress anyone. Like, like I just enjoy this for the sake of enjoying it. And life is about enjoying nice things that you enjoy. Even aesthetic beauty, like artwork, people pay millions literally for artwork because they enjoy seeing it. And it was a shift to learn that that has value too, It isn't just, I guess, that scarcity mindset of hold on to what you've got. And something my parents taught me that I was thankful the lesson that they were teaching of whenever we would see someone with like a nice house and a lot of things, they always pointed out that you never know if they really own it. It could all be credit card debt. And so like I was scared, terrified Mm -hmm. the first time that my parents were like, well, I think you need a credit card, you know, in college, like for expenses and the protections. And I was like, I don't want one of those. Like you've been (laughs) telling me for like 18 years how terrible these things are and they ruin your life. And And now you want me to get one. (laughs) And I know, like I didn't even understand. And so I was thankful that I didn't like rack up a bunch of debt. Like I had seen some other people learn that lesson the hard Mm. way and I did not have to do that. But in the same sense, it also gave me kind of a scarcity mindset of holding on to what you have. And if you save, that's the way to go. But then there's been some experiences like when I left my full-time job, my husband ended up picking up some consulting that almost made up the difference. That's awesome. So it's just like these things in life that we view as bad or not what we expected. We should absolutely appreciate that it's an opportunity to reevaluate. And it's so easy to get stuck in this hypnotic rhythm of our days that we stop seeing Mm -hmm. the opportunity that is there. So anytime Mm -hmm. things are shaken up, it is really an opportunity to reevaluate, get more creative, put some time and effort into something that we've easily has gone to status quo. So yeah, I think money is the same way. And I also read Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money. Yes. Love it. And she had so many good ideas. And I think the biggest fundamental shift that I've made somewhat recently is viewing money as a neutral resource. It's basically Mm -hmm. an exchange of energy Mm -hmm. and it's not good and it's not bad. Right. You can't expect to want money if you see people who have money and think they're greedy. Right. Your subconscious is going to hold you back. Like, well, if greedy is bad, I don't want to be bad. I don't want money. Then money will make me bad. Right. Isn't that a funny thought process and we don't realize we're doing that? Yes. So that has been a more recent shift for me. I agree because... I didn't come from a wealthy background either. And I was one of the people that went through the rough journey. And I share all about that on the show. Mm. So that's where my interest developed in finances. And then, of course, I'm seeing how different my financial situation now could look if I knew this stuff when I was young. 
and what a difference I could make in my kid's life by teaching them and helping set them up mm-hmm. with investment accounts as soon as they're eligible. So I definitely have felt the shift as well from the scarcity to the abundance mindset. And that's where the whole you know, happy, healthy abundance and reaching abundance and all of that came from. And I love how you touched on the judgment that could come from both sides. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that a wealthy person could look at a poor Mm -hmm. household and be like, oh, you know, they don't work hard enough. They're, yeah, they're spending their money instead of saving They make poor choices Mm -hmm. with their money. Yes. They buy too much beer or whatever, (laughs) because I've heard all of those things. Uh And then same vice versa from either a middle-class or a lower-class household looking at a more wealthy household thinking, well, they must have scammed somebody Mm -hmm. or they, I mean, who knows what they think, but there's judgment from all sides. And we have to remember that too, as moms, Mm -hmm. the rhetoric has become a lot more level more recently, especially with social media and everything with moms being whole and accepting of each other, no matter what phase the other mom is in. But that type of like nitpicky, I'm better than rhetoric is out there. And so we just have to be so careful of Mm -hmm. what kind of judgment we're all expressing to all levels, you know, and that's one of those lessons we teach our kids, right? It's like, if you can't say something nice, don't say something at all. (laughs) So sometimes we need to Mm -hmm. take a lesson from our kids and and take that forward. So what are maybe some big shifts or behaviors, especially financial behaviors or thoughts, do you remember having when you were in your 20s? And then fast forward to now and like, how has that shifted for you and maybe even for your kids? I know your kids are young, Mm -hmm. but we can still start teaching them when they're young. So yes, totally. So in my twenties, I really saved a lot in high school. I worked multiple summer jobs. We lived in a super small community just in the summers Mm -hmm. and I could start working when I was 12 because I didn't need to be able to drive. And so I would literally walk or ride my bike from job to job. And so I worked a ton, like crazy amounts. Wow. I mean, I had a job, I would babysit. I worked at a restaurant, you know, even just helping clean. I cleaned boats. I cleaned kayaks. I, oh my gosh, so many different things. Worked at a coffee shop, helped with just pretty much any business that was in this community, I probably helped them in some way. A lot of people might not be aware, but Alaskans, we get a permanent fund dividend payment every year just for living in the state of Alaska. Right. So my parents had saved that for me. So I had that. I ended up applying for a bunch of scholarships to start college And then I studied abroad in Spain and I was able to use that funding that they had saved for me. That was huge and amazing. And I felt so lucky to have that windfall, so to speak, because I actually didn't know that they had saved that for me. And I I probably wouldn't, yeah, I probably wouldn't have written so many scholarship applications (laughs) in um, my senior year had I known. So it worked out. And then when I came back, I actually ended up writing a bunch more scholarship applications. And my senior year, I had a full ride. That's awesome. From lots of little scholarships. And then I think when I was early 20s, I was able to buy my first property. It was just a small condo. I had just managed to save that to get an amount down and kind of worked my way up through the ranks as far as having good jobs and working hard and all of those things. But something that was interesting, we had the condo for quite a few years. We ended up losing money on it when we sold it. And after I moved out and in with my husband, we had like uh, being landlords had always read how having property is such a good financial investment and how being a landlord is just, it's a no brainer. You should do that. And oh my gosh, the things I learned that I had no idea. First of all, I'm not totally convinced that having a lot of money in a property is necessarily 
making you the most money, especially if you take a loss when you sell it. And yes, someone else is paying your mortgage for part of that. But then if they trash your place, there's just a lot of factors. It was something I just kind of fell into, but it was also a good lesson that for my husband and I being landlords was not a good fit for the amount of time, the effort, the frustration, we felt that we could do other things that would be more abundant and better aligned with our time and our priorities in life. Hmm. And so that was the shift for me, I think, from my 20s till my 30s. Learning again, looking inside what works right, for you. Right. Yes, most millionaires own property. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that works great for them, but I plan to be a millionaire someday and maybe properties won't be in our portfolio. <laughs> right. Well, and there's other ways to own property too. There's syndications where you're part of a group ownership and there's other opportunities that aren't so hands-on. And that's kind of, I'm with you there. Like, I don't think we want a straight up rental property unless it's just very nearby and convenient. And I I don't know, there again, it just has to align in so many ways. But it sounds Mm -hmm. like you made some really good financial decisions, even growing up in such a, maybe sometimes seemingly volatile financial environment. I do think that you took away some really good lessons from that. And it seems like you made some really good choices when you were young. And and sure, maybe the property thing didn't work out, but I still feel like you learned a lot from that. Yes. I think something that's been so interesting is I see some people who are my age now or like have fresh new babies and and really struggling financially and having that stress on top of everything else. And I feel tremendously grateful Mm -hmm. to have learned so many lessons when I was younger and did not live beyond my means. And I'm still not like a flashy person. I have no desire to have something fancy to impress somebody else. Right. So you can tell by my not washed hair and, you know, (laughs) yoga pants. But um, (laughs) so I feel like I definitely am grateful to have been raised in such a grounded household Mm -hmm. where I didn't need money to feel of value. And my parents are incredible people. And I would never think that they were less than because they still live in that trailer. And, you know, they legitimately could be millionaires and they'd still live in that trailer. And maybe they are. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, that's the whole millionaire next door concept is like to live a quote unquote normal life Mm -hmm. and not be flashy and enjoy things, but be kind of level and you have all your investments and you have, nobody can see what you have in the bank. Yeah, And so that's kind of, I think what they were trying to teach you when you'd see like a big house or something Mm -hmm. and they were like, well, you don't know what their bills look like because I tell my kids that we live in an area where Mm -hmm. there are some really nice cars that drive down the street and they're like, wow, you know, and I'm like, well, (laughs) that's pretty, but you know, you just never really know their true situation. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing along that same, like we were talking about is alignment. If you are like passionate about cars and like, you want a really cool car because you love this kind of car and you're going to drive it all the time. And you love just, maybe you have a really long commute and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And it's aligned well for you to have your dream car. Heck yes go for it. Yes. But if you are buying a nice car so that you can impress other people and you don't even really care about cars, like maybe that does not make so much sense. Right. So we're all different. And that's again, that not judging other people like, Oh, they're just buying that to be flashy and impress me. Well, are they, or maybe it is something that's genuinely important and meaningful and special and aligned with who they are and what they enjoy in life. Right. Exactly. 100% everything that you said. (laughs) And that's kind of, I mean, we do know other people in the neighborhood too, that they do have several nice cars and you know what they do? They go to car shows or super into that. They travel to all these places with like Mm -hmm. other people with the same types of cars. It's like this whole little world. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing. (laughs) I don't know anything about that, but (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about simplicity and efficiency Mm -hmm. and productivity. And I'm a planner girl and I love my spreadsheets and I'm a financial nerd and all of that. And Mm -hmm. so I love some of that content that you share. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how moms can use productivity, can easily translate into motherhood and help moms 
be happier? Yes. So I used to think that productivity was knowing everything that had to be done and doing as much of it as possible. Mm -hmm. But now I feel completely different about it. In fact, that could be a glorious waste of your time because if we just make a list and do everything on the list without even thinking about it, then we don't know if it's important. We could be wasting precious time where maybe we wanted to rest or maybe we wanted to do something that was important to us and we skip out on it to do the thing that we like in hindsight are like that actually that wasn't even, that didn't matter. Now my perspective is all about, this is going to sound terrible, but low expectations (laughs) Because I feel a big thing for moms is like at any given moment, there's always so much that we could be doing that we literally could just swirl in overwhelm and not know where to start because our list is so long and our day is so short. Right. I think a big thing for me is to identify what is aligned, what really matters and what is the one or two or maybe three big priorities that I have for today that will bring me joy or really need to be done. There is just so much on our list that the first question you can ask yourself is, does this need to be done? Mm -hmm. Like you'd be shocked looking at your long list of things to do. How many things you could actually be like, "Mm, maybe that doesn't really matter and just take it off the list. Right. Another one of my favorites is, does this need to be done by me? There is so much, I know COVID is kind of limiting in some ways. If, you know, some people have had house cleaners that can't help them any longer, but especially in your business, like there's so much that a VA can help us with. You know, even our five-year-old helps me unload the dishwasher. So, I mean, your kids can be a resource for this as well. Yeah. And they love to help. They do. And I want to cultivate that totally. Mm -hmm. And does it need to be done right now? It is shocking to me how many things Mm -hmm. that I'm like, okay, I got to get on this right away. And then later I find out that I didn't really need to do it. So if I would have just waited and been like, okay, does this really need to be done today? The answer is no. Okay, we'll let it go. And then, you know, it might just fade into the background. I mean, maybe that birthday party you needed to go get a gift for, maybe it gets canceled. Right. And I mean, it's a balance, of course. You don't want to be like rushing out the door, trying to get the gift on your way. You need to plan it a little more in advance, but also not do it so early that maybe you just did something that you wouldn't have had to do. Right. And my hack for birthday parties has been the Amazon e-gift card. Oh, okay. Because I don't know like what that kid already has. I don't want to buy them the same gift that they already have. And that way, if I just email the mom the $25 on Amazon, she can just do what she wants, you know? And then otherwise the kids color that friend a picture Mm -hmm. and that way they have something to give right there. But otherwise it's all like e-gift and I don't have to go to the store. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. And for finances, you know, if your kid goes to school, you could be invited to a lot of birthday parties. And so something that I've learned is to really just prioritize those meaningful friendships, the kids that my kids are actually friends with, Mm -hmm. because it's very expensive and time consuming Mm -hmm. to go to all of these things that you, and maybe your kid doesn't even want to go to, but again, you just never thought about it. You're like, huh? Yeah. My kid's like not even friends with them. Why did I feel like I had to go? They probably felt obligated to invite us. And then we felt obligated to go. And then neither of us even wanted that to happen. (laughs) So you don't have to worry about what other people think, like what they think is more a reflection of them than it is of you. Mm -hmm. So you need to have your boundaries and your priorities and stick to those and not waste your very, very precious time. You speak my language. (laughs) (laughs) So Tabitha, tell me, what is your secret, I guess, if you want to say that, Mm -hmm. because we're all balancing like all this stuff, right? The business Mm -hmm. heads, the work, Mm -hmm. the husband, the, you know, just all the things. So how do you get away or find time to yourself to make sure that you're focused on your own happiness as well? Morning routines have been huge for me. Like that is, oh, so I know that not everyone's a morning person, but one of my things is that you don't have to be like, quote unquote, a morning person. And you don't have to wake up hours before your kids, seriously, even 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like that classic actions speak louder than words. And so if you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. I'm a priority in my life, I love myself, I'm important, 
but you never do anything to show yourself that you're important and create some space for yourself, ideally daily. It's not about a monthly manicure or whatever. (laughs) A morning routine does that because nobody else is awake yet. It's quiet. It is truly magical. You can start your day with a hot cup of coffee, which is like a unicorn in motherhood if you wake up at the same time as your kids. Right. You can meditate, you can journal, you can think of of all the things that you're grateful for. You can sit there and just breathe. You can give yourself whatever nourishment it is that you need. You can listen to an audiobook if you're feeling like you need some inspiration and motivation. There's so much that you can do in a really short period of time just to have a few minutes to think, to dream like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I find that the day really snowballs. And so the morning is the best way to make sure that you're as consistent yeah. as possible. And the other thing is that when you first wake, you're programming your mind. So for example, if the first thing you do when you wake up is you think about three things that you're grateful for. Your mind for the rest of the day is going to be closing that loop, thinking of subconsciously even, what am I grateful for? And you're just going to notice Mm -hmm. all of these amazing things in your life and feel so grateful for them because you primed yourself for that. And that day, like you could literally have the exact same day, but if your mind is in this state of gratitude and positivity and happiness, Mm -hmm. you are going to shift everything around you for the positive. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's so cool and such a perfect example of how, when we fill our cup, we can overflow into our family is when we're calm and grounded, then we are reacting to those around us in a more calm and grounded way. So even if our child has a temper tantrum, whereas normally maybe we are feeling frantic about the day. There's so much to do. We're already behind. The kids are acting out. It completely overwhelms us. We get angry. We yell at them. They scream even louder and it's a vicious downward cycle. Instead, even if your Mm -hmm. child has that same temper tantrum, if you're calm, you're able to respond to your child completely differently. And then instead of getting spun up and worse and spiraling out of control, they'll more likely calm down and meet you where you're at. And I just feel like Mm -hmm. moms have a tremendous power to set the tone in their home. And so when you can be that happier version of yourself, everyone around you is going to reflect that right back to you. And it's going to feel so different. Yeah, I totally agree and have lived through those scenarios. (laughs) Yeah, and there are days I sleep in and miss my morning routine. I do have one or two days I usually sleep in on the weekends. me too. And it's good to catch up on sleep, but there are days I admit I regret it. I'm like, man, I just, this day I'm more reactive. I'm just snappier. I'm more rested physically, but mentally I kind of have a worse day sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I've been there too. I got hooked on the miracle morning. And so I do Mm. all the things that you mentioned. Yes. And on the days where I just feel like, oh, I should sleep in. It's like, like a catch 22 or something, because sure, I got maybe 30 minutes extra Mm -hmm. sleep, but then I'm thinking that doesn't feel worth it because I feel Mm -hmm. awful today. I feel confused and foggy and, you know, I just didn't get my me time. Mm -hmm. And it messes with my day. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, that's super important. Thank you for sharing everything Mm -hmm. with us today. Thank you for sharing about your recent news and your journey. Yeah. And of course, I mean, your website is fantastic. So I want to encourage everybody to go check you out and enroll in your free masterclass. So go ahead and share where everyone can find you and follow you. Thank you. The main places would be my website, The Mama Matters, which is T H E M A M A matters.com. And then my Instagram handle is The Mama Matters. Those are probably the main places that I hang out. And as you mentioned, the free master class is an awesome place to start. The blog has tons of posts and you can totally see if that's the type of information that you like consuming and learning about. And if there's something that you're really ready to fix or you're Mm -hmm. wondering if you're ready, I can totally do free hour long discovery coaching calls so we could hop on and we can see if we're a good fit to work together and if there's something I can help you with. Mm -hmm. Thank you for working so hard to just be a good resource for moms. That's part of what I want to do here is be able to find these awesome resources like you 
and be able to share them and kind of get the word out that you don't have to feel alone. You don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to struggle and Mm -hmm. feel like this motherhood thing is just so hard, Mm -hmm. especially when there's other challenges, whether it be financial or marital or emotional relationship, like any additional challenge just seems to pile on sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's part of this whole thing for both of us is creating that loving, supportive mom tribe. I feel like we're very in alignment on that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And we've talked about like all of my favorite topics. So it's been (laughs) absolutely perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Holy moly. This conversation brought absolute joy to my soul and I hope it did yours too. I love how we touched on scarcity mindset, the shifts she's experienced, the morning routine, looking inward for answers instead of outward, which I'm still working on, by the way, and even that bit of our natural cycle of energy throughout the month and giving ourselves permission to rest when we need to. It's often we feel like we can never sit down, like there's always something to do, Or when we do sit down or need a nap, we feel guilty about it. This isn't a healthy mental loop to be stuck in. And I'm working through it too, which is why I love that Tabitha is a productivity coach, but not in the go, go, go way like you would think. She and I are all about prioritizing and focusing on the so-called needle movers in life which is why I thought you would connect so well with her. If you're feeling kind of lost in motherhood and you haven't had time to dream or identify what you really want out of this life, I encourage you to take her free masterclass available right there at themamamatters.com. If you like her style, she also offers one-on-one coaching, as she mentioned. If you have had time to set priorities and you know that you need some help in the financial department, let's talk. I agree with you that getting your finances in order can facilitate the scenarios, events, and lifestyle you've been dreaming of for you and your family. When you enroll in one-on-one financial coaching with me, yes, we look at the numbers. But the main thing we're doing from month to month is understanding and uncovering the emotions, subconscious thoughts, and mindsets that are influencing your behavior with money. Whether you want to pay off debt or save more or learn more about this seemingly crazy thing called financial freedom, book a 15-minute quick free call with me. I'm a financial coach for moms because I needed and searched for another mom financial coach who could help me balance motherhood and money six years ago. And you know what? I couldn't find her. So I've become that coach that I wished for, and I'm here to help you with those emotions and fears related to where money and motherhood and mindset intersect. Basically, All the the under-the-surface stuff that traditional money advice doesn't address. Also, I'm lining up interviews for the podcast for 2021. If there's a mom you think should be on the show, I'd love to connect with her. And if you want to be on the show, don't be afraid to step up and reach out. DM me on Instagram at either happyhealthyabundance or at reachingabundance. And tell me about you or your friend. I'm looking for women who you find interesting or inspiring, whose message you align with, and who love doing deep dives into emotions, child psychology, mindset, and how all those things relate back to our money. I especially want to hear about women from your mom tribe who you admire, who are making a positive impact on the lives of others. Every one of us has a story, and this podcast is about bringing those stories to the surface, making them less taboo, and creating a network of moms who have each other's backs. Speaking of our mom tribe, 
If you haven't yet joined the Facebook group, it's time. There will be free money management workshops going on and only available inside the group beginning in January of 2021. So go ahead and jump in now by joining at moneymindedmamas.com. This is also a great opportunity to invite fellow mamas you admire, enjoy, and care about so we can really support each other well since that's a private, non-judgmental place where all moms can participate. Thank you for being here with me today. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by looking inward for the answers, leaning on that natural intuition, and giving yourself permission to act in alignment with your values and the energy levels you have day by day. Don't forget to check out the show notes at reachingabundance.com where you'll find the links to follow Tabitha, my favorite scheduling app we use as a family, Cozy, and of course, the summary of everything we talked about. Have a wonderful week, Mama. I look forward to talking with you again next time.